Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. The following program was previously broadcast. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Lion's Den University Report. I'm continuing a talk I gave uh, to the Penn State Christian Faculty and Staff Fellowship a number of months ago. As I presented a summary of that on the previous broadcast, we're continuing that summary in this broadcast, and we'll conclude uh, this subject, Myths at the University, and uh, talking about myths as ideas and uh, that are commonly accepted and believed on university campuses today, uh, but which are not supported by the facts. Our first three myths that we looked at were that, uh, first, that people are just material beings, the result of random natural processes of evolution, and not the special, exquisite design of an intelligent creator, uh, the God of the universe. Uh, this, we believe, uh, uh, has many scientific as well as obvious reasons uh, why this is wrong, but uh, most universities continue to promote a materialistic view of the source, origin of life, and origin of man, and uh, we say uh, there's a better way to look at it, and it makes sense both with the facts and with the reality of life as we know it. Myth number two is that there are no absolutes, only relative values that change. And we said that uh, because of God being eternal and his nature eternal, uh, that there are absolutes based on his character. There are absolutes of truth and absolutes of morality, uh, which we all uh, will find ourselves accountable for and which we find are true in our day-to-day living. Myth number three, tolerance is the highest of virtues. Diversity should include everyone and uh, everyone's lifestyle. Uh, But the Bible says that uh, we should uh, respect every person, but we should tell them where they're wrong if that would be helpful to them. We uh, hate sin. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The reason we hate it is because it destroys the lives of the people who practice it. And then uh, myth number four is that your importance is determined by your status, wealth, education, or job. And uh, especially at the university campuses, uh, uh, much about uh, your status is determined. Uh, if you're a faculty, you're more important, seemingly, and uh, by the treatment uh, many get than if you're a student. Uh, if you uh, have a certain publishing uh, position, you've achieved certain prominence, you perhaps have even a, a Nobel Prize or something like that, people treat you differently than uh, who others who have not achieved the same. Uh, This is not the biblical approach to human beings, though, that before God, all are equally important and equal valuable to him, Uh, whether it be the trash collector uh, or the worker who cleans the dormitories as much as the university president or the president of the United States. Uh, All are created, it says in Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27. Uh, God created us in his own image, male and female, he created them. And so we all have equal worth in God's eyes. And that's why the spiritual dimension is so important. We may not be equal in uh, IQ, or or we may not be equal in the amount of money that we have in the bank, or in the kind of environment we grew up in. But before God, we all have equal worth in our spirit. We all have equal access to him, an equal opportunity to receive Christ. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Uh, the basis of equality is the spiritual dimension uh, that God made us in his image and that Jesus Christ died for anyone who will come to him for salvation. 
Romans 2.11 says, For God does not show favoritism. And James chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, uh, even says in the churches, you shouldn't uh, show favoritism to the one who has the fancy clothes and can afford to give a bigger offering. Uh, Jesus even noted in terms of offerings that the widow who gave of her uh, weekly needs gave her offering out of what she needed for her weekly uh, food and, and budget, uh, that uh, she had given the greater offering, even though it was only a small amount. And so Christ died for all. Whoever, the Bible says, will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're listening today and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, uh, you're important to him. He actually died on that cross for you. And he was willing to give up his life at the age of 33 to die the humiliating death of crucifixion because he loved you so much. They couldn't have taken his life, by the way. He was God-made flesh, and he could have called, as the Bible says, legions of angels to deliver him from that execution. But when he saw you and, and me in our need and our sinfulness, he died for us. And every single person is worthwhile. Today, if you feel like you're not worth very much, people don't care about you much, just think of Christ dying on the cross there for you. That's how much you're loved today. But the myth at the university is that your importance is determined by your status, your education, or the, your position. Myth number five uh, says that success is best measured by dollar signs or human achievements. Uh, someone at once said, winning is not the most important thing. Winning is the only thing. Well, the, the Bible has a different view, doesn't it, of our worth and value. It says in terms of the material goods of this life, Matthew six thirty three, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And so he'll take care of us if we trust in him. And then uh, we are not to seek material things above a perfect uh, or a good relationship with God and, and re good relationships with the people around us. Matthew sixteen twenty six says, What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? And, uh, of course, at our universities, we have people who are accomplishing great things through education and technology. I was at uh, UC Berkeley uh, in, uh, just a while ago, about a year ago, and uh, met the inventor of the laser. And he's a gentleman who uh, believes that, uh, and so he's about 80 years old now and still goes to his uh, research lab every day, uh, but he believes that there are assumptions in science uh, that are the equivalent of the assumptions that we make in religion, that we can't uh, throw out religion or exclude it uh, from the same category of knowledge and worthwhile uh, uh, seeking as we do science uh, because it has religion has assumptions he says science has similar assumptions about the orderliness of the universe and the, the scientific procedure that we can use to discover factual evidence and uh, facts in uh, nature matthew sixteen twenty six, i think is so important what does it profit us if we gain the whole world though and we forget about our soul our spiritual dimension and uh, what will last forever is our relationship with God and our spirit. And one person has said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And then a uh, missionary martyr to the Aka Indians, Jim, Jim Elliott, said it this way, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And actually, there is a missionary, uh, even as I'm speaking today, in Papua, Indonesia, 
in a Stone Age tribe that can only be reached by helicopter. And his name is actually Jim Elliott. He graduated from Penn State University, but he and his wife and two children are now with another couple learning the language of a primitive tribes people whose language is not even uh, in writing yet. They're developing the written language for them. They'll use that as they learn the language later to share the truths of the Bible and the God who loves them and Christ who died for them. Uh, So as the Jim Elliott of the Aka Indian said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep, even making such sacrifices to go on the mission field, to gain what he cannot lose, that eternal relationship with God and uh, treasures in heaven. So success isn't best measured by dollar signs and human achievements, but rather following God's will for our life. Myth number six uh, at our universities is that there should be no limitations on the freedom of speech and expression. The head of uh, Eisenhower Auditorium uh, for the programming at the at Penn State University one year uh, said he wouldn't know obscenity if he saw it. And he was just justifying some of the moral pollution that is being allowed to be displayed in programs uh, on our university campuses. The biblical response is that there are multiple instructions to control what you say. Lying, cursing, degrading, and divisive speech are just a few forms of destructive speech that we ought to refrain from. Also, the sexual fantasizing that much of the media promotes is against the Tenth Commandment, not to covet lust uh, for a person who's not your spouse and seek to have sexual relationships outside of marriage. And Jesus' teaching is that this is sin so grave uh, that we think of uh, having lust in our heart that we've committed adultery already, and that uh, if our eye would uh, lead us into this temptation, that we ought to pluck it out. And, of course, he's speaking figuratively, but that's how serious it is uh, to practice these things. And many in the arts community desire to push the limits and promote sexual immorality, which causes harm to all of us and is part of the reason our families are in such bad shape these days. Uh, But uh, it happens on the campuses. It's being promoted. Push the limits. Uh, Some have lost the concept of being creative without being offensive. And uh, a thought is that uh, censorship ought to start with the individual. I ought to not want to do anything which would harm others by my speech and expression. But if that doesn't work, then peer pressure ought to censor uh, those in the community who would uh, harm others through their speech and expression. Uh, But when even the peer community, such as the arts community in many of our universities, fails to do the censorship, then at that time even government may have to step in for the sake of... uh, Uh, seeking to stop harm to individuals, uh, because uh, words can harm, even as we realize that uh, lying, uh, cheating, and and other forms of speech are harmful, so pornography and obscenity can harm lives as well. But uh, they're more interested, of course, these days in banning Christian speech. Uh, They use it under the disguise of uh, separation of church and state, but basically it's censorship of the freedom of speech of Christian people. Uh, and uh, uh, those who instructors who encourage their students uh, not to have any standards of decency would never allow plagiarism. They wouldn't, wouldn't allow cheating on exams, violating copyrights, or lying on applications by their students or staff. Uh, these are all restrictions on harmful speech. 